Hey everybody, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and today we're going to talk about free feeding food and what it means to a dog and how to use food in a way that will make our dog uh, be more fulfilled as a dog. Now, we got to start this off because uh, you know we have these ideas of what food means to a dog and I think some of that comes from you know popular culture as well as things like great comic strips and plays like Snoopy and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Well, little known fact, when I was in high school, I actually played the part of Snoopy in a play called the good, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And uh, so here it goes. Are you ready? Here's him at mealtime. Behold the brimming bowl of meat and mill, which is brought forth to ease our hunger. Behold the flowing flagon, moist and sweet, which is sent forth to slake our thirst. It's supper time, yeah, it's supper time. Oh, it's sup, sup, supper time, very best time of day. Oh, it's supper time, yeah, it's supper time. And when supper time comes, can supper be far away? Oh, bring on the soup dish, bring on the cup, bring on the bacon and fill me up, because it's supper, supper pupper pupper time. Do doopy dooby dooby doo, do dooby dooby doo do do. Oh, bring on the dog food, bring on the bone, bring on the barrel and roll me home, because it's supper, super pupper pupper, supper, super duper dupper, supper, super duper duper dooby 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 Oh boy, I love Snoopy, and it was great playing a dog. I didn't know when I was 17, 18 years old that I would be a dog trainer. And here we are, playing the part of Snoopy in a play. It was always interesting after the play when everybody would walk by and say, you're such a good dog, and it's like, I guess that's a compliment, right? I was a good Snoopy. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, Snoopy is so excited about mealtime, right? He's so stoked, he's so excited to get that food, and... Dogs are, you know, they, a lot of dogs are really excited about that. And yet there's also some dogs that don't seem to want to eat. And we had a dog just at our last board and train that was really, the, the, this happens quite often. So some this dog's going to stay with us for three weeks and we're going to work on training. And, and somebody will come and say, oh, they won't eat anything but soft food. Or they won't eat anything but this. And, you know, sometimes people are like making chicken or other like full-on meals for their dog and they say well we've tried dog food they won't eat it and it's interesting because dogs are you know we, we always tell people we say hey do you want us to try and get them on on dry food and they're like wow you could do that and usually the answer is yes I mean if there's a health issue of course we we want to keep them on certain food but most of the time it's just a dog that's like if I hold out will I get something better and if that works once Guess what they're going to do the next time? They're like, why would I eat this when I could get something better? So a lot of times we make mistakes with our dogs and with our puppies because we raise the reward value too soon. So as an example of that, I always talk about like my kids. Let's imagine that uh, I have a kid, for example, it's about to turn 16. And if I went out and bought him a nice brand new car and said, happy 16th birthday, um, now, I have no problem with anyone doing that, actually, especially if you know they, they're in a situation in their life where they can. I don't have a problem with that. The problem, though, is that you just raise the value reward. And I've got six other kids coming down the pipeline, seven other kids, one on the way. And uh, th 
if if I do that for the first kid, I've got to uphold that level of birthday reward, right? And so I have to be really smart about this. And it's not that I, I don't want my my first child to have a great life or anything like that, but I have to be really smart not to raise the value reward too soon, not to raise it up so that, uh, you know, people, my kids or the dog, the puppy is thinking, this is going to be the way it is. And why not hold out and, uh, get something nicer, get something better from this situation. So this dog, of course, that started on wet food, um, it wasn't a puppy. It was older than a puppy, but like it was, it wasn't hard. We knew it would take a few days and it would be okay and the dog would start eating dry food. Also not very food motivated as a dog to uh, work for food, which some dogs aren't and that's okay. You know, not food doesn't work for all dogs, but there usually is something that will motivate them, especially if we understand how motivation works. In an earlier podcast, we talked about how motivation requires scarcity. And if you stop and think about it, it's true, right? Like if we uh, always have the same thing, like we have it and it's available to us, then it makes it so that we may not be that interested in like working for it. We went to one uh, client's house to help their dog work on swimming because their dog almost drowned in the pool. And uh, they were like, yeah, bring your kids and we'll have our kids and we'll have fun. And, you know, it was interesting. We brought our kids and our kids had a blast. They really did. Uh, But the other kids in this family kind of felt like it was a burden because the parents were like, come on, let's swim. And they were like, well, we can swim anytime we want. We don't know these people, right? And they didn't, their kids didn't know us really. And so it was like, they didn't, they weren't really excited about it. Now as we got going, it was fine. But for them, swimming pool wasn't a motivator. Going swimming wasn't a motivator because they could swim when they wanted to. So motivation requires scarcity. When we talk about feeding, feeding, (laughs) I'm looking at words, at free feeding is really where the issue is, okay? So feeding, we want to make sure that it becomes, for a dog, motivational, Dogs are carnivores. They're not humans. They think different, right? And as a carnivore, they're used to going and eating a bunch of food and then going a long amount of time without food. So a lot of times if we feel like we have a picky dog, they are really just trying, they're just kind of working the system. They're like, how long will I hold out? And we get nervous and we're like, oh, they're not eating. What do we do? Um, You know, they got to have food. So I got to get them something for them to eat. And the dog gets that thing and they're like, okay, that's all I need to do is wait that long for the good stuff. And if I hold out, then it will come. It's kind of like a gambling principle. If I keep holding out, if I, or fishing, (laughs) fishing and gambling are very similar, right? If I just keep throwing that lure in the water, sooner or later, I'm going to get a bite. I'm going to get a hit, right? And it's going to, it's going to work. And it's worked before, even if I've cast, you know, I cast out there a hundred times, then one time it worked. And so the, that's a, a dangerous thing to build into our dogs because we're starting, we're making our life harder throughout the process. There's a dog trainer that uh, put it this way, and I like how he said it. His name's Sean O'Shea. He said, if what you're doing is negotiable, expect to be negotiated with. Dogs are incredible readers of intent and tiny data-rich moments of, uh, uh, they're incredible readers of intent and any tiny data-rich moments of interactions. If you're approaching any interaction half-heartedly, especially one your dog isn't keen on, expect full-hearted resistance. Now, that's just, you know, if you, you say, okay, this is negotiable, you can come if you want. Or if I tell my dog, hey, come, you know, and then the dog's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to. And you're like, ah, whatever. They don't want to. Well, what did we just teach our young dog? We taught them 
it's negotiable. When I say come, you can do it sometimes or not. When, and that can be dangerous because if it's a moment where we need them to come because they are actually in danger, then they might think that's negotiable too. So with food, just you want to, to say, okay, look, this isn't a negotiation. We're going to help you make this a motivator, make this more like, an, you know, as an animal, a dog really is, and let them work for their food right? Dogs, wolves in the wild, they're going to hunt and, and when they're hungry. And when they're not hungry, they're not going to hunt. And when they, you know, when they're full, they're like, big deal. And then they're going to, uh, they're going to eat a lot when they make a kill. And then they're going to not worry so much about it until it's time to go and hunt again. So same with our dogs, at least from their roots, is that they can go a long time without food, way longer than we can comfortably. And so they, they can do that. Um, of course, we're going to have more empathy with puppies, right? Puppies are growing. We're going to feed them three plus times a day. We're going to use feed it from our hands with puppies. And, and they're just going to get a lot of opportunities to eat. And that's, that's great. As your dog gets older, um, most people do two feedings. Maybe you can get away with one, depending on your dog. And you just kind you know, per day and just figure out what your dog is like but really after about five six months you don't need to be feeding like a puppy anymore you don't need to be feeding on a puppy schedule anymore i should say so like you don't need to you don't need to be feeding three plus times a day for training of course you can continue to use food but with a carnivore like a dog we're going to offer the food we're going to take their food bowl to them when we're past feeding from our hand and we're going to leave we like to do it in a kennel um we'll put that food there and then we'll leave it for five or 10 minutes and then we'll take it out. And then they're not going to have an opportunity to eat that food until the next mealtime. And by doing that, we, we reserve motivation. A lot of times when we want a really good training situation, we may even have them wait a little longer. So they're like, I really want that. How do I play this game? Because that's really all the, this training and relationship is in a dog's world. It's like, how do I make this work for my survival for my what's in the best interest for me and it's not even just like a survival thing it's kind of they're kind of like junior high kids it's like how can i be the one that the teacher really loves right in most dog cases they want to 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 be good and they want to be obedient and they want to find a way to play the game they'd rather play the game than just get the food here's the reward they're like okay whatever but if it's like can we work for this most dogs would be more excited to work for it and eat it than to just get it. I think there's probably a good human principle there too. Um, here's some other things you can do. You can teach your dog to wait for their food. So it's there's you're building impulse control too. So it's like, I'm earning this. It's one of the easiest commands in the world where you just start putting that dog bowl down and if your dog starts coming toward it, you pull it up and you say, up. Ah. And then you start putting it down to the point where you can put it on the ground and they're just waiting and then you say, okay and they can eat or you walk away and they can eat so a dog learns like look i don't just eat uh, everything is not mine i don't own it i have to wait for it i have to build some impulse control and i'm working so that's one way to help your dog work for it is the wait command for food just have them wait for it um like i said fe before feeding in the kennel make it timed um you can you know you you can work on the kennel and it will help make the kennel a better place as well um, if you're with a puppy, for example, a lot of puppies don't like to go to the bathroom right where they eat. Now that's not true of every dog, but if you're feeding a puppy 
well, mostly you're feeding from your hand with a puppy, right? And if you can do that all the time, great. But if you're, you don't have time, and this is the real world, then you're putting food down and you're using the kennel for them to eat in, or you're putting some of their food in their kennel when they go in the kennel, then it's going to be harder for them to want to use the bathroom in that spot. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but it's it makes it more of an eating spot. And dogs naturally are not going to want to poop right where they eat for most dogs anyway. I'm sure there's always some exceptions. If you're still struggling, by the way, with kennel, um, we we do a 14-day kennel training challenge that would really help out with that. So if you want to jump on to the 14-day kennel training challenge, you can find it at kenneltrainingchallenge.com and just go hop on, get signed up. Uh, my wife will take you through step-by-step -step with tons of videos to help you understand that and figure out how to help your dog love the kennel and be calm in the kennel so that you can have calm outside of the kennel too. Anyway, that's just an opportunity for you if you want it. Kenneltrainingchallenge.com. Go ahead and jump in and do that if you're still struggling with it. So again, motivation um, for a dog knowing that it's going to disappear is going to change everything. So we give them motivation by making it by making it scarce and by saying, hey, there is a supper time. Just like Snoopy was so excited for supper time, our dogs will be way more excited and more fulfilled if they work for their food and it comes at certain times, particularly as they get older. When we're training, of course, we just kind of put it in where there's time and through our, you know, we feed by hand. But man, our dogs, they, they just, they will be way more fulfilled and live a better life if we don't leave food out for them. If we leave food out for them, we're taking away a major part of who they are and we're taking away motivation that makes them part of what we love, right? We, we love dogs because of, because of their loyalty and because of who they are and because of the, the fun attitude that they have throughout life. And yet we take away a big part of them when we just leave food out all the time so that they can eat whenever and they, it doesn't come from anything. They don't work for it. It's just like, oh, food is right there. And it, it just it's just not fair to them. So definitely stop free feeding. Stop leaving food out all the time and get your dog excited and think about that supper time. They'll love it and it will make your life better as well. All right, guys. Good luck with that. Take care.